When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Football team, nation, what is going on? Here we go. It's been a while. I have had a lot going on, particularly um, a tooth pulled. So that's part of the reason why we took it so long. Uh, got my wisdom tooth pulled and been on the show for a while, but been thinking about the Washington football the whole time. We had an awesome draft party. Todd hosted with Rio, Jalen, and Alex. It was just a, a good time, and, and I'm sure you all heard the, the live uh, comments that we made. And um, we have so much to catch up on. So much has happened, so many acquisitions, uh, a wonderful draft class that I've been thrilled about. Todd, how you feeling? Feeling pretty good. Glad to be back. It's been two weeks, uh, which is the longest we've ever gone. And it was a bad time to, <laughs> to do that, but so much was happening. Like you said, like you had a tooth pulled. I was out of town the last two weekends. It's been it's been a lot going on, but um, but hey, you know it's all good. It's all good. So I'm glad to be back. I'm feeling pretty good. It's nice to be back home. Also, this is our first episode that will actually be um, like posted on YouTube, where you'll actually see both of us. And I have to remember that because uh, I'm usually not in a position where I should be on video. <laughs> yeah or like in my robe or something you know but now i have to like actually sit up and and make sure i look presentable and then also like stay focused on on what we're doing visually but i'm excited about that that should be pretty cool so this episode will be on youtube along with the other non-podcast stuff that will be on youtube but tay i think this will be lots of people's first time seeing you because there's lots of people on youtube who i don't think follow us on twitter or maybe right. haven't seen the podcast so this will be their introduction to you. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. For for the most part, I, I agree. I think I've been on a couple of them that have been on YouTube, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, this might be the, the first time, really. You know, actually. Yeah, so, but uh, okay. Well, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> As always, these episodes are brought to you by Hot Chicken Kitchen in Woodbridge, Virginia. Go try them out. That, but now they are also brought to you by Dunn Pro Financial. Quick question, is your credit score below 700? Don't have to tell me, but if the answer is yes, then check out Dunn Pro Financial and they will fix your credit at a very reasonable price. So 
check that out. All the links for those places will be um, in the uh, in the in the part of the YouTube video where you can put that <laughs> in the in the title, whatever. I don't know. It'll be there. Will be a link there. So check that out. Get your credit taken care of, so you don't have to worry about that because that's stressful. Tay, having a bad credit score is stressful. I don't know personally, but I've seen people deal with it. <laughs> you know, it took me about. I didn't have credit at first, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. after graduating college. And if it wasn't for, you know, my dad helping me, man, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, but like you said, I don't know what it's like to have. Well, <laughs> I know what it's like to have no credit, no not credit, necessarily yeah. bad credit. Right, right. I have pretty good credit now, but I'm just, like you said, it's, it I see a lot of people stress out about yeah, it. Yeah, man. It's, <laughs> especially once you get in those like real low, like 500, 600, yeah. <laughs> it, like you can come back from it, but I feel yeah. like people will be there and they just don't know what to do and they feel hopeless. And can't they, give get up. Appro- they give up. Yeah. And then, I mean, you can't get approved or if you do get approved, you're paying like 25% yeah, interest. I'm telling you, man. By a, it takes time though. It takes, it, if you, it does if take you time. work at it, yeah. you chip at it, man. Yes, exactly. It is a long play. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Seriously. You need help from professionals and you need to help yourself, but it can yeah. be done. It can absolutely be done. So be um, done. yeah, and Dump Pro Financial is a company that can help you with that. So Tay, let's talk some football because we've been talking football. We just haven't recorded ourselves talking football. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so we're going to touch on the draft some. I will say we are planning to have a, a special guest on our next episode who is a draft expert who will who will just be able to like completely break everything down uh, for us and with us. And so in anticipation of that, we are going to avoid the, the really in-depth analysis of the draft, right? Because we don't want to do it twice. But we're going to give our, I guess, quick hits um, on the draft, I guess. So do you want to maybe talk about your favorite pick? first yeah yeah uh my favorite pick would be ben st juice okay okay uh, nice i, I like think, that honestly man we haven't had obviously we got william jackson right now um that's i think they're obviously william jackson a little bit faster but yep. they're very similar as far as right. long arms long arm they can big, run yep. break up break up passes bigger bump and run man-to-man coverage right and i just think that's a most that's one of the most slept on picks uh, obviously, he's a third round pick, but what I love about him is that fact right there. You got two outside guys with Ben St. Juice who can play bump and run man to man coverage. Mm-hmm. We think of those days where we had uh, Greg Minuski when we were playing like off the ball, like 10 yards and <laughs> 10 yards on third going, and one. You know what I'm saying? Like right. on third and one. And then, but but now it looks like Jack Lurie is going to be able to freshen up his, uh, be able to do a lot more. I think about when he had Tlaib and, and Denver mm-hmm. yeah. and um, yeah. a, a couple of those aggressive corners that he liked. Right. Um, he, he, he's just, I love the length. I love it a lot. And I think it's going to help us out, put Kendall Fuller back in the slot. And it gives you a lot of uh, flexibility, which right. Ron loves. Yeah. So I like that you said Ben St. Juice, because I think most people wouldn't have said that. Um, and I think people, when he was drafted, were like, who is that? Cause he's not mm-hmm. a name that we heard much. Right. I, I think when I like, watch players and I come up with my own list, you know, not as any sort of expert, just as, you know, what I see. I, I, I acknowledge that I'm not an expert. And so, and so if someone like Benjamin St. Juice gets drafted, I don't know anything about him. Maybe he is a bad pick, but I'm not going to say I don't like the pick just because I don't know about him. Yeah. Um, so I like that you said that pick and it does make me wonder if they want to, they, it, it, no, not make me wonder. It's clear that they want the ability at least to be able to do a lot more bump and run or press man, man blitzes, right? Where they can, yeah. they can, they can line up with you on the line, 
right. with you know the defensive line and say you know we're going to throw off the timing and by the time everything gets where it's supposed to be our defensive exactly. line is in your face right there. Right there. Uh, so yeah the william jackson and just saint juice it definitely makes sense and then this the interesting thought on that too is that saint juice is, a, is an outside corner yep. he's not going to be inside nope. so you've got kendall fuller who can do both but if saint juice is on the field he's outside which means mm-hmm. fuller's probably in the slot and so i wonder if if week one even in nickel we're going to see St. Juiced and Jackson outside with Fuller in the Man. slot. I was just, you know, it'll be interesting and to thing, see. And the thing with that is you get you get Fuller where he was in Kansas City where he won a Super Bowl. He was playing safety. Yeah, he's he playing, playing some exactly. strong. He's playing some slot. He's exactly. playing some outside. Right. So now you can get him back into that position where he's like all over the place. He's just moving around. Exactly. Yeah. And cornerbacks from the third round coming out and becoming really good players is it's I feel like that's that can be a pretty sweet spot. Um, I'm going to go to the second third round pick is my favorite Deami Brown, which I feel like is one of the easier ones, which is why I'm right. glad you said St. Juice. Cause that's a good one. But I think there's a lot to like, but I'm going to say he is a, he, so in college, he was utilized as a deep threat on the left side. He was their like main vertical threat. He averaged over 20 yards a catch. He, he had, he did had, he had less than 60 receptions, but over a thousand yards in consecutive <laughs> years. That's crazy. That's so crazy. And I had tallied his last 16 games and I, I don't have the exact numbers, but it was something like 75 receptions over 1500 yards, 10 touchdowns, something like that. But the thing I like about it is that typically when you think of a vertical threat, you think of a guy who has four, two speed, who can just blaze past you. And sure. Uh, Deami Brown ran a four, four, so he didn't even hit that four threes, and that was a that was a COVID four four. You know, everyone was getting four right. threes last year. Yeah. He got a four four, but I like that he beats you not only with his speed because four four is still fast. Like let's not pretend like it's not fast. It's still very fast, but he doesn't just win because he can run straight fast or run fast straight. He wins at the line. He wins mm-hmm. with his release at the line. He closes that gap between him and the defender mm-hmm. quickly. And then he goes past you. And then at the top of the route, he makes sure that you can't do anything. He makes right. sure that you can't do anything. And so to me, like he's more of a technician than just a fast guy. Yeah. And that's what tells me that he can come into the league and have success as a deep, you know, um, as a deep threat. Not just, because how many guys, there are plenty of guys who are fast who are not deep threats in the yeah, league. Right. I mean, Terry McLaurin's faster than Deami Brown based on his 40 time. Right. And I think he's a deep threat. But then on top of that, uh, I think Deami Brown is not only a deep threat. I think that's just how they used him. I think he can do the other stuff. I think he can be, I think he'll be a solid route runner. I think he can line up left and right, probably not so much in the slot, but left and right. I think he can move around. And they said that he reminded them of Terry McLaurin. Really? So, I mean, that's that's high praise. He broke out young, which is always a good sign. Guys who break out young versus guys who break out at the end of their college careers. Yeah. And it definitely helps that he was playing with one of the top quarterbacks because he could have been a great deep threat who never got the ball. And so oh, it wouldn't have mattered. Um, and, and then I like that Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, like he Ryan Fitzpatrick is Ryan Fitzpatrick, good at bad. But it'll be exciting, at least that we know he's going to throw the ball up there no matter what he's going to sling. Yeah. He's going to let it versus, you know, Alex Smith who mm-hmm. probably won't throw it a Dwayne Haskins who is going to miss it mm-hmm. no matter what, mm-hmm. you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick will give you a shot. So that's my favorite pick. Um, overall 10 picks, Jared Patterson undrafted. What did you think? What grade would you give? Uh, I would give it, I would give it a, I would give it a, honestly, not in the sense of all oh, this overwhelming talent, Right. But in the sense of this youth movement that Ron is kind of establishing in this culture. So now he's starting to get his guys in. 
Yeah. So now we're starting to see a, a whole culture change, mm-hmm. not only with the coaching staff, but we're seeing the type of players right. that he wants to bring in. We're looking at speed. Um, all of them have speed at some yeah, point. Yeah, very yeah. Athletic. Athletic, all very athletic. All of them. Like top of their class athletic. Yes. And then you look at the draft pundits and all of them raved about our picks. Oh, the, Ben St. Juice, he should have been gone in a second. Deami Brown, he could have been in the first. Right, he was, yeah. And this is the second year that's happened. Yeah. Um, you look at last year with Gibson and a couple other picks where they're like, man, how did they get them? I like the Cosme pick. And mm-hmm. um, what, what stands out to me about this draft class is they kind of went best player available slash need. Right, right. So it was yeah. the best player available at the need that they wanted yeah. to hit. Yeah, right. And I absolutely love that. I think none of them will be forced automatically to come in, to step mm-hmm. in and uh perform yeah but they have the opportunity to grow and you're starting to see this whole youth movement and this whole guys the whole staff just getting guys that they want and guys who they know that they're going to be able to use and like i said i'm just i i give it an a not in a sense of overwhelming talent but in the sense of the culture that's being built the speed man we finally got some speed you know like (laughs) Like when, when Chase goes out, we don't have to worry about, yeah, Kerrigan was, was very good. He's a technician. But, I mean, if Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray broke out the pocket, he's not catching. You right. got a guy like Shaka Tony or, or William Bradley King or, mm-hmm. or James Smith-Williams who are now playing out there and, and Jamin Davis running four three seven speed. Now we kind of got some speed that can catch these guys who mm-hmm. would have went for like a 40-yard run to a 10-yard run. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I feel like obviously you you don't really know how good a draft class is until, you know, probably two, three years. But in terms of how they attacked the draft, you know, like, I mean, I'd give it an A2. It's kind of funny because um, if you look at like ESPN or NFL Network, they always say team needs when the draft is starting for each team, you know, and the little banner at the bottom. Washington's was like corner, I mean, uh, linebacker, offensive tackle, cornerback, wide receiver, quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, they drafted linebacker, <laughs> offensive tackle, quarterback, <laughs> wide receiver. And then the only one left was quarterback. <laughs> and um, I mean, I just feel like, yeah, I think, like you said, the players that they picked and the spots where they picked them were good spots to get them. And they were at positions of need. Yeah, for sure. so you can't complain. I mean, they drafted 10 players. I mean, you know, realistically, how many will pan out? I mean, it's usually less than uh, it's usually less than 50 percent. Right. In terms of being um, long term contributors. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I look at this draft and I say, well, first of all, long snapper Cameron Cheeseman should be here for 15 years. All right. right. He has if he's not, he's a bust <laughs> as yeah, a six round pick. Um, so the other nine you look at. And I mean, if 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 Jamin Davis, Sam Cosme, um, you know, Deami Brown or St. Just, and then one other guy becomes solid contributors here. You've had a very successful draft, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I like the way they attacked it. Uh, I do want to touch on, we were all here today. It was me, you, it was Rio Robinson from the rambling with Rio podcast. Check that out. If you haven't, it was Alex and then Jalen from the bleeding B and G podcast as well. And his Twitter page, check both of those out. bleeding B and G and rambling with Rio um, raw podcast. But we were all together, and we were hoping for a quarterback. We were hoping for Justin Fields, and he was there at 7. He was there at 8. He was there at 9. Once he got to 10, we kind of figured he would have to get to 13. And then, obviously, at 11, he went to the Bears. But uh, 
in the moment it was deflating, right? Because yeah. it seemed hopeful, it seemed real. But how do you feel about it now? Because you know they've said why they didn't. They've said they thought about it, but they wanted to build up the team. We don't know if Justin Fields or Mac Jones, who is another option, will become successful quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So right now, how do you feel about them not having traded up? Also knowing it didn't cost that much for the Bears to move up, you know? Yeah, I'm glad they stand, they stood pat. Mm-hmm. Um, for the sense, I think they were going to give up. What they were giving up should have been like top five, but because the demand is so high, I think the Bears, I mean – I don't know if they overpaid or whatever, but mm-hmm. I think the price was too steep with the needs that we had. So now, I, now we look at it, and you look at the t- you look at the the needs that have been met. Mm-hmm. I and mean, we're pretty much. I mean, the O line is solidified, the D line is solidified, the weapons are solidified, um, the running back is solidified. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you look at this team now. It's like okay, now we're really, really one piece away. And it doesn't hurt as much giving up picks this year because, you know, obviously the draft was coming up. But now, say, a month from now, Aaron Rodgers becomes available or Deshaun Watson charges get dropped. (laughs) They're trying to get rid of him for cheap. And then it's like, okay, now we can give up this year's and next year without feeling that pressure of the draft and coming up. You know what I mean? Like the draft was so close to like nobody wants to give up those picks. But now that you've kind of built, now Mm -hmm. you're kind of like solidified. Now it's like, okay. Now we're really, really one quarterback away. Yeah. And who, who's to say that Fields would have – I mean, obviously it's an unknown. Mac right. Jones, unknown. Right. But if you get someone like a veteran, which I think Ron wants, I think really? Ron wants like an Aaron Rodgers or, or a Watson mm-hmm. as opposed to a rookie, I think you're instantly Super Bowl contenders. Whereas if you get Fields, you don't know if it's going to be – but if you get like a Rodgers or a Watson, mm-hmm. theoretically speaking, or a veteran – I think your Super Bowl, I mean, yeah, you're pretty close, yeah, with the team I, that you have now. So that's that's why I'm okay with it. Um, and then you all, you always have next year as well. So yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll have a better. I think this time next year we'll be like, okay, we're really one quarterback away, mm-hmm. and I think that's when they'll pounce because yeah, know. yeah, I I I agree. I am I'm uh, fine with trusting their methods because they are legitimate because you you know when you drafted Dwayne Haskins in 2019 that was a mistake so like taking a quarterback just to take a quarterback is not right it's (laughs) you know so the fact that they have a reason why they did it like a a well thought out Mm -hmm. plan and reason as to why hey we I mean I think if they loved Justin Fields they would have they love Fields or Jones Mm -hmm. they and the reason they didn't apparently is because they didn't they liked some people like Fields some people like Jones some people like Lance Part of me thinks if Lance was there, that may have been I the one so, they would have yeah. traded up for, right? And so I'm fine with you if you're not if you don't love a player not moving up for him. The question will be, which will be answered as we watch their careers progress, is should you have loved them? Yeah. Right? That'll be the question. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if Justin Fields or Mac Jones <laughs> go on to become true franchise quarterbacks, then it was a mistake. There's, and you right. don't have one, you know, if they get one, then all square. But if they're still looking for one and those guys both come out and become really good players, then mm-hmm. it was a mistake, you know? Right. But right. I understand now why they're saying, hey, we want to continue to build this team and um, and have it ready to go for a quarterback. And they feel good that they can contend with Fitzpatrick this year, you know, or at least be competitive and then next year attack the quarterback. So I'm okay with it. You know, it did hurt. But um, 
and now I kind of have to root for Fields and Jones to be busts. But, yeah. <laughs> but I, I trust Rivera and the guys making the decisions. I mean, you think about it, one more good year out of this team, like say if they go to the playoffs, they win the division again, they win the, they win the first round. You got to think that teams are probably going to be like quarterbacks at different teams are probably going to be like, I want to go to Washington. Mm-hmm. And then yep. if that's the case, you're trading your picks because you're already, you already got your running back, you got your receivers, yeah. you got your O-line. You yeah. got your defense, and at that point, it's like, all right, let's roll. You know, right, so right. I think I, I love the way they, they handled it. Obviously, I would have lo- I love I would have loved Fields, but I'm 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 glad with how the team is being. This is the first time we had this much talent, right? Yeah, that on the and roster youth, and and youth, and young, youth young players on top of that. And they're man. gonna have a lot of cap room next year too. Yep, a lot. Um, See, that's what I'm saying. Like, like they're in <laughs> yeah. a great spot, man. They Seriously. are. Yeah, it'll be and and the, I think the frustrating thing about it, and and it's okay, is just it's another year of not knowing what we're going to get from quarterback, right. which to be honest, it would have been the same if they drafted a rookie. Yeah. It's just, you know, you have that hope or expectation Excitement. with Fitzpatrick. Some people I think are overestimating what he will be. Right. I think, cause we don't know what he'll be Man. because I was just looking back at his uh, 2015 season with the jets. I think it was 2015. They went 10 and six, 31 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. The following year, he started 11 games. They were three and eight. He threw like, 13 touchdowns and 17 interceptions. Mm-hmm. Like he is an inconsistent quarterback. His good is very good. His bad is bad. And I think that there's this expectation that he will be more good than bad. And he will be good at times, but I can't say that he'll be more good than bad. And it, so it'll be frustrating if it's another year where we feel like we could have done something, but we, we couldn't get it done because of quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but, but at the same time, I'm fine with the idea of building the team and then getting that guy. That's just, yeah. the, that's just the thing that sucks about it, though, going into a season saying quarterback may be the main thing holding us back. That may be worth three or four wins if you have a good quarterback, right. you know? No, I agree, yeah. But, I mean, we'll have to wait till the season starts and find out. You yeah, look like, were you about to say something? A, a part of me thinks he's, he's doing this Joe, you know, how close he is with Joe Gibbs, and he's doing this Joe Gibbs approach, how Joe Gibbs mm-hmm. never really had a franchise quarterback, so to say. Yeah. But he just, he kind of built I would, the team. I'll say I would hate if they never got a franchise quarterback. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, yeah, but I think for right now, it's like, if you don't love a guy, then yeah. don't, then don't force, yeah. don't force it if it's not there. Yeah. And um, I'd rather take that approach. So say if next year they love a guy in the draft, they're probably going to give the farm because literally I, I truly believe we're one piece away, yeah. a quarterback away. Right. Um, but it, it was funny, man. I, it was funny being here and we were all amped up, right? Four pits yeah. went off the board. So we were like, okay. Oh and then, uh, and then uh, Chase went and then a Waddle went and then mm-hmm. the Lions, they didn't trade. They took Sewell. So we're sitting Sewell. there eight and nine. We we're like, it's got to happen before eight or nine. Had to happen. Yeah, and then once the the Cowboys got there, we we're like, okay, thirteen, because I I just don't think Washington would have been able to trade up to ten, eleven, or twelve with yeah. any of those teams. Yeah. The Eagles and Cowboys, a little uh, two moves, you know. And then once that, I left. I didn't leave the draft. I had to go get parking passes, so I had to go for five minutes after the Cowboys picked Micah Parsons. And I said, Tay, I, was, I remember I left, and I was like, I'm leaving. I don't want to watch Justin Fields get drafted. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that was when the Bears traded up. I was yeah. like, okay, all right. I'm glad I wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. And then we were we lost. There was a lot of energy, and then suddenly it was like yeah. Jalen said it best. It was like popping a balloon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Deflated. <laughs> but at the same time, like we were all happy with the Jamin Davis pick. Like it was a good oh, yeah. selection. Um. So I mean, I'm just yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh. So let's just 
let's quickly look back at the offseason as a whole. Because like now it's the offseason in terms of making changes to your team, adding players, that, that part of it is pretty much done. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel coming out of 2020, 7-9, uh, wild card playoff loss? with the moves that they've made to improve the team, the players they've added and the players they've lost. Honestly, I feel better than I did last year. Initially. Mm. I think, um, I think they've, they've added talent. And, and one thing I love about this staff is that they add talent. It's continuous. Like it's no stop. Like they're mm-hmm. always trying to add talent. Like you yeah. look at the, the two guys that they had from the CFL draft this week. Although well, those guys couldn't out. go, yeah. Yeah, right, but the right, fact right. that they were still looking for guys to kind of compete and push <laughs> yeah. people. Mm. And like I said, this is the deepest roster we've ever we've we've ever had. I mean, we got two, four, three guys at receiver who are good from Ohio State. You got Deami Brown, draft, deep threat. You got Gibson, young running back. All those guys are young. You got some mm-hmm. some young tight ends coming in. Yep. You got an O-line that's like gonna be playing good football. In the last months, a when they get cold, of, a lot of depth on the offensive line. A lot of depth, you know. You got <laughs> Eric Flowers back, you know, who's going to compete with West yeah. West Streister. Um, you got Sheriff coming back at an eighteen million dollar cap hit, but I mean, it'll, it'll be off the books next year. So yeah, uh, look at that year. <laughs> for and, sure. And and then you got the defense, Jack Del Rio. You got Collins coming back for for whatever that's worth. He's Pro Bowl talent. Hopefully, can get back to that form. Hopefully, uh, no guarantee, but right. I just think this is the most complete team we've had. And on top of that, the coaching, I yeah. think that goes a long way. I think mm-hmm. you got guys like Cosme who will develop into, I think, a pretty solid. I look at the the, uh, the Saints and how they had one draft where they had like they hit on like three offensive linemen. Mm. and I'm just like, goodness gracious! And I'm like, yeah. I think that's how we're going to look back at Cosme, and be like, man. That was a great pick. Like yeah, he, he's a cornerstone left tackle. Mm-hmm. He's gonna he's gonna be if you look at the special team guys that they got, Cheeseman, they got the guy from uh uh what's it from from Cincinnati. Forrest, Derek Forrest. Forrest. And these guys are gonna compete. They're gonna be and then I like the undrafted rookie. So uh Yeah, I do too. I I just I think I feel very comfortable. I think we repeat as NFC East champs. Some early predictions. Um, I, no, seriously, because I, I just think the, what Ron taught last year, as far as winning, that yeah. culture is now they, they're they're like we're the champs, so they're mm-hmm. gonna. I feel like they're gonna embrace that to the fullest. Yeah, and um, I think they'll end up winning the division again, if not coming close. But I do think they make playoffs. I kind of look at Washington. There's a couple other teams: the Giants and the Broncos are like Washington to me. Like they are well-built mm-hmm. rosters yeah. that just like, you know, need a quarterback where, you know, if you were to plug in like an Aaron Rodgers, there's no reason why you, uh, suddenly you, you can't legitimately contend. Uh, you know, I think they had a really strong off season. Mm-hmm. The, like the <laughs> quarterback is still the biggest need and they, they put a bandaid on it, which I'm okay with because um, I mean, I don't know your options were kind of limited. They yeah. tried to get Matthew Stafford, and they put a bandit on it with Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I mean, I think I like that move better than ultimately than trading for Sam Darnold, than trading for, you know, Marcus Mariota or some young guy, younger guy who you feel like maybe we can turn him into. I like that, that at least if we're going with the bridge, we're, we're going with the old rickety bridge that has to be replaced right. for code reasons. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we're not going to let you keep that bridge up for any longer than one or two years. Yeah. Um, and then 
offensively, their biggest needs were, were weapons, were skill position players. And you added, like you said, Curtis Samuel, Adam Humphreys, you know, who can, you know, play at least at a better level than what we had last year, Deami right. Brown. And so, you know, I, they improved on paper for sure. They definitely improved mm-hmm. on paper. The thing is for Ryan Fitzpatrick, he doesn't have to be great. The quarterback play was so bad last year that, that the, the standard is low, honestly. Right. Um, but I think they had a strong, you know, they, they, they added a couple of tight ends who you're very intrigued by in Bates and Ryan Reyes. Um, I'm really intrigued to see these guys play, <laughs> especially sure. Reyes, right? Cause mm-hmm. we haven't seen him play at all, but I think they had a strong off season on paper. I, honestly, like we're not making our predictions yet. I, you know, until they have that, until I know that what they're getting from quarterback consistently at any point, I feel like I can't predict more than eight or nine wins because I honestly feel like getting that true, that legit quarterback is the difference is those extra three wins, those extra four wins. But I do think they had a strong off season and, you know, looking once last season ended and looking to the future, I was like, if they can have two strong off seasons, if they're next to meaning this year and then next year's can be strong where you added some free agent players who, who come in and really help you where you draft well um, and ultimately settle the quarterback position. Then I think that if they really nail these two off seasons, then I think they can actually maybe become contenders going into 2022. I think that's Mm -hmm. when that the people's talking about super window, super bowl window. I think nailing this off season, which I think, I think it's fair to say that they did. And then nailing next off season, then maybe going into 2022, then you can have some real expectations, right? right. Legit expectations. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think they did well. I'm, I'm content with where they are in terms of uh, the moves that they've made this offseason because they did attack their weaknesses for sure. No, they did. They did. Um, yeah, you know, we, we probably, I think we expected more at linebacker, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's still yeah. a couple of free agents out there. Maybe they'll make a move, maybe not. And I think free safety was another position where we kind of thought, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that shakes out, but um, I'm on record as saying that if DeShazer Everett's your week one starting free safety, I don't think that he holds your defense back at all. Now, mm-hmm. I don't think he elevates your defense, but I also don't think that he is a liability. I think right. he's perfectly middle. You want uh, 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 Earl Thomas, who can an Ed Reed, a Troy Polamalu, who can come in and make all those special plays. That that takes you over the top. Mm-hmm. But I think DeShazer Everett can come in and just make sure that these big plays don't happen. Yeah. And that may be all that they need for this year. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a fun off season. It's, <laughs> it's, I'm sad that it's over as much as we yeah. talked about it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's over, but I mean, like I said, <laughs> you got some cuts that are coming up soon. There's going to be some yeah. good players that may get cut soon. And you already see they signed Charles Leno Jr. Right. Right. Um, and then Bobby McCain was in for a visit. So they're, they're constantly wanting to upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, and you never know who's going to get cut here post June. So, right. Exactly. I think, uh, my early potential surprise cut would be Landon Collins because post June mm-hmm. one, you could get away with it. Mm-hmm. You know, a surprise, uh, a surprise kind of like maybe right before, during or after camp, maybe after camp cut. If, um, so. if you really feel good about like if Forrester or whoever is battling yeah. comes in and really impresses you. Uh, because I don't see how you can not play Cameron Curl. So you're not, I mean, and they can be on the field at the same time. They can land and call the Cameron Curl. The thing is, Land like it's not hyperbole to say that Landon Collins was terrible last year. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know how fans can can exaggerate? He sucked mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's like, I mean, he didn't suck. He just wasn't great. He was just okay. Yeah. But yeah. Landon Collins was not just okay last year. He was bad. Yeah, he was probably. a problem. And you look at when he got hurt, and I don't know if this is a coincidence or not, but the defense improved, like, after mm-hmm. he got hurt. It was, mm-hmm. what, week six against the Giants? No, it was week seven against the Cowboys, I think, because he had the sack, fum- the sack fumble on um, yeah, Andy Dalton. And yeah, I think he got hurt that, that same game. Yeah. And then after that, the defense was much better for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who's yeah. to say if he wouldn't have improved? But also, who's to say that the defense didn't improve because Cameron Curl stepped in and really started right. playing very well? Right. Um, so those camp battles, you know, you look at training camp and all the battles, and it's really, it's really only a few spots. Uh, it's like the last, like, seven spots on the roster. But the battle, maybe for second-string quarterback, would be kind of interesting. Yeah, that would be fun. Right? Uh, battle for the third running back, which it's the third string running back, but it's really running back two. someone mm-hmm. who you hope can carry the load with Gibson. That'll be interesting. I, I really like Jarrett Patterson. I actually really yeah. like him. Um, I was watching the running backs a couple weeks before the draft, and I wasn't watching the top guys. I was watching the guys Washington had a chance at. So I started at Trey Sermon, um, and I watched like 10 guys, and I had, a, I had Patterson right after Trey Sermon, and I was mm-hmm. trying not to – look at other people's rankings because I didn't want to be jaded. I wanted to just watch mm-hmm. what I saw and trust what I saw. He's a small guy, but so that'll be interesting between him, Mar- Lamar Miller and Peyton Barber. I think it's obvious Peyton Barber is probably the least of the three. No offense. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the wide receiver position. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, you've got a crowded room there, Man, really crowded room. Crazy. Right. Yeah. But um, you know, if they keep six or seven, it's, it's really, it's like, it's like six or seven guys fighting for maybe two spots. Yeah. You know, so that'll be, that'll be good, but it's good to have that competition and to know the guys who were starting last year are now your fourth or fifth guys, mm-hmm. which is good. Cause you want guys who can come in and play if yeah. they need to, yeah. but you don't want them to be what you have to rely right. on every right. week. Every week. Yeah. So we've got the schedule release. That's the last thing we have to touch on. Um, it's like exactly four months away, right? May, June, July. Mm-hmm. Uh, preseason is exactly three months. Regular season is exactly four months. Mm-hmm. First thing we have to talk about, Tate, has it, has it ever happened? Like, I know you don't know, but we can just – I'm pretty sure that no team has finished the season with five straight divisional games. No, I don't think that's ever happened. No. I, Not only – yeah. No, go ahead. No, no. I think I read something today that said it's never happened okay. since like the like, – I don't know. I so – I have a couple of thoughts. First of all, it's not even just like if they were if they were going like Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, Cowboys, Eagles. Okay, but like they are playing, they're going Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles. <laughs> that's that's insane. That is ins- like you do see every year a team or two that goes like maybe sometimes it'll go Steelers something. Uh, the Steelers will play the Ravens and then play, another team will play the Ravens again a week later. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. But to go Cowboys, Eagles. Cowboys Eagles that's crazy and all right so my thought is because I was just watching someone else talk about it and it made me think okay the division was so close last year like literally down to the wire right anyone Mm -hmm. could have won it in the last Mm -hmm. three weeks at like Mm -hmm. six and ten yeah and you look around the NFC East and there's not much reason to think that any of the teams will be much better than they were last year honestly the Eagles are the only one I can see me being much worse possibly Mm -hmm. um so did they do that because they expect the NFC East to be very tight and they wanted they wanted to make <laughs> as much intrigue as possible 
in those last few weeks. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. I haven't looked at the other team's schedules, but I know that the Eagles play us twice in the last five weeks, and the Cowboys yeah. play. Like, like, I think the Eagles have four, to, four, uh, four out of five. Yeah. So it had to be intentional because they put I a lot so. of thought into this schedule. Yeah. It wasn't like they waited to the last minute and they're like, oh, crap, where do we put these games? Yeah. Yeah. They were intentional. Right, yeah. But that's crazy. Cool. Yeah, that is crazy. That what were you going to say? I said, I said it would been really funny if they did like Cowboys, Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, <laughs> Eagles. <laughs> right, just like back to back. I mean, at this point, it's, it kind of feels Might like well. anything is possible. I mean, <laughs> because when you know the, the schedule was leaking and I was keeping track of it and tweeting all the updates as we got them, and then it just kind of got to the point where you could fill in stuff where you just knew because that game was then, so then this game has to be then. And that's when it was like became clear because at first it was like two, and then it was like okay three, then it was four, then it was like five straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seemed like a mistake, and it wasn't confirmed until it, you know it was confirmed. But I mean, the only thing about it is that the division is not very good. So right. right, if it was uh like I look at like if I was a Bengals fan, I'd be upset. Mm-hmm. Oh, if yeah. I had to play the Ravens, Steelers, Ravens, Steelers, Browns, oh, <laughs> right, I would be oh, very goodness. upset. In this case, it's not. Uh, and when you look at the schedule, and it's it's not crazy to think that the team could be going into week 14, which starts that five-game stretch, that they could be five and seven or six and six, something like that, right? I mean, right. it's going to come down to those last five weeks. Like, yeah. like it's, it's almost guaranteed that Washington is going to go into those last five weeks saying, we have to win at least three of these games and we'll you know, win <laughs> yeah. the division and make the playoffs. Right. Really right. win the division, probably. Right. And it's just crazy because it's not usually – you don't usually look at a schedule and can tell that immediately. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, crazy. Um, that's the first thing. All right, I don't know. Go ahead with any thoughts you have on the schedule. Uh, three primetime games. Right, uh, right. Potentially from, four, two. Potentially four. Because the, um, the Eagles game could be on a Saturday. Got you. Okay. The so first one. potentially, potentially four, mm-hmm. four, but we definitely have three. Um, my idea was thinking before into this. I typically don't go to games and I, I don't yeah, mind right. it. Right. But, no, I like watching from home. You know, I, I love it. I, I, like, I like watching, watching from home. home. <laughs> yeah. But one of the prerequisites for me to go this year was it had to be on a Monday night or Thursday night and it had to be close either at home or, or New nearby. York, yeah, gotcha. Philly, mm-hmm. Baltimore, obviously we're going to play Baltimore, yeah. Cleveland, you know, something like that where right. it's drivable. And just so happened it worked out where uh, the Giants, you and yeah. I are both going to go. So I'm, <laughs> yep. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm mean, super excited, man. <laughs> I haven't it's been a while since I've been to a game. It's oh, been man. a while. Um, so I'm excited. And apparently we've been to a preseason game together. Tay, I, yeah, I'm telling you, I don't I remember. Don't, Wait, I do remember. I think it's the one where Antonio Brown uh, caught the touchdown on. Uh, I do remember. It was like last minute. Someone had season tickets yeah, and they didn't tickets. go to the game. And then I called you or something. Okay. Yeah, All yeah. right. Yes. Yeah, I remember. I think it's against I, Pittsburgh. I had completely forgotten about that. Oh, okay. And Antonio Brown twerked on uh, the. Deloitte. Was that in the preseason? I think it was the preseason. No, 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 no. I don't no, think no. he twerked in the preseason. No, that was second. That was week one of the yeah, first. Yeah, that was week one of that season. I don't know what game it was. But <laughs> it I must not know. have been very memorable. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Buffalo, you know, I think it was. Okay. Okay. That was probably 2017 or something. I think yeah. I haven't been to a game since. Um, man. So I went to I went to the Giants 
Washington game, Redskins game in 2018 in New York mm. when Adrian Peterson broke the run. Oh, no, really? You yeah, that? I was at that yeah, game, and I was excited. It was, and we were there were not a lot of Redskins fans there at the time. Wow! And so it was, it was fun. It was cool. Um, last time at FedEx Field for That's me, Mark Sanchez, right? No, no, this was 2018, the first game. Okay, when okay, they were first, winning yeah, still, okay, okay, they okay, were okay. winning, <laughs> so it was actually a good game. Yeah, when they were six and three, it was part of that stretch. Okay, right. <laughs> yeah, no, I did not go to any Mark Sanchez games. <laughs> no, sir. Um, I can't remember the last time. Oh, last time I was at FedEx, I, I was 2016 when Kirk threw the game away against the Giants. Uh, week 17, winning in, oh, down 10 to 13 at like the 50 yard line, and he threw that. a pick on like first. The, and 10. Uh, Rogers Cromartie. Rogers Cromartie. Yep. That was whew, that was bad, um, and I was at a some that was at a I was at a week seventeen Cowboys game when the season was over. Maybe the year after, where I didn't want to go, but someone had season tickets and their son was going, who's my like good friend and cousin. And he wanted me to go with him, and I was like, I don't want to go. We got blown out like forty five to thirteen, oh and it was just like, okay, why am I here? Um, it's interesting when it comes to going to games and stuff. Like you have people who grew up going to games. That's what they did, and so that's what yeah. they do. And like yeah, cool, yeah, yeah. and you have people who didn't. <laughs> And they watch it at home, and it's like that's what they did, and that exactly. I like both. I like watching yeah. games from home, and mm-hmm. I like being there. Um, there's advantages to both. Right. Now, like being at a game and like a close game, everyone's up on their feet, yeah. cheering at the top of your lungs, like a game-winning touchdown, a game-winning interception. That feeling is surreal. Like being yeah. surrounded by, oh man, it feels like you are surrounded by family. Like, like yeah. seriously, it's not. It feels like. Like you can just talk to anybody in that stadium, Seriously. like you are family <laughs> while you're there in that stadium, yeah. and that's a that's an amazing feeling. Um, the 2012 Giants game where RG three Monday night against the Giants where they won 17 to 16, like mm-hmm. that. That was the last one I remember like that. Um, that I was at because you know there haven't really been a lot of games like that no. in a while, but um, it's just an amazing feeling. So. So, yeah, week two in New York will be there. Section 134. Come check us out. Yep. want to get there early and just kind of yes. be able to enjoy, take it all in. Uh, it should okay, still but, be warm, you know? Yeah, exactly. It should still yeah. be warm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I mean, other than that, I don't really know. There's not a lot to take away from the schedule for me. I like that their bye week is in the middle. That's always, mm-hmm. you know, preferred. Um, I like that they're not just opening up against the Giants or the Eagles again. It's just right. kind of got tiring. So you're opening up against the Chargers and then, you know, they've got a stretch, man, from week three to week 10, where they're really going to be tested. I mean, you talk about go from Josh Allen to Matt Ryan and all that the Falcons have. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Saints, you know, they the quarterback will be a question mark, you know, but um, who's their head coach? I know his name. I just can't think of it. Peyton. Yeah, Sean Payton. He's still an offensive genius, right? Whoever's yeah. the quarterback. And then you go to Patrick Mahomes and then to Aaron Rodgers. Get a little break with the Broncos and a bye week, and then you go to Tom Brady, or I mean, you know, you play Tom Brady. So this defense is going to be tested seriously, yeah. right? And I mean, I hope they can stay healthy because they're going to be tested against yeah, some really sure. good offenses. For sure. But other than that, Jamie I mean, Davis gets gets another crack at uh, Kyle. Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Yep, that's going to be a fun matchup. Um, that, and then you know, you got Rayshon Slater versus Chase Young, mm-hmm. Week One, mm-hmm. right? Um. I mean, yeah, uh, maybe Aaron Rodgers will be going back to Lambeau with Washington by the yeah, time we're playing. So. So. <laughs> I wouldn't bank on it, but, you know, you never know. Uh, Ron Rivera returns to Carolina for the first time. And um, 
And then, I, yeah, I mean, I, I will say I do love, and we knew this, but I do love that you play the Chiefs, Bucks, and the Seahawks in Washington. Yeah, I think that's, that's a pretty big deal. I think that's, that's a pretty big deal. Seahawks and the Chiefs have two of the best home field advantages in the league. Yeah, not fair. Right. But, and then the three primetime games is also, um, it's very, it's not, last year having none was disrespectful. Yeah. And I'll say deservedly so. Like, I, I can't really be mad about it. They didn't deserve to have primetime games mm-hmm. last year. Now they ended up getting some and they proved to earn it. But looking at the team, it was like, okay, you were three and 13. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you don't really have, uh, but this year, Chase Young did his thing. So he's already a, a, a big time NFL. Mm-hmm. Like he's big time yes. in the league. Yes. Ryan Fitzpatrick, everyone loves Ryan Fitzpatrick. They just love yeah. him. He, mm-hmm. You know, you figure he'll make it exciting. And then after what the team did last year. So to have those three primetime games is nice. See if they get more. Cause there's a lot more flexibility now with games being yeah. moved around. Yeah. So depending on how things go, they could get more. They could play on Saturday on week 15 against the Eagles. And then obviously that week, 18 game sounds weird to say but that week 18 yeah. game could obviously be flexed so yeah man uh it's cool to see it now it's cool to see it now uh, i don't know we we can maybe save actual legit predictions for like before yeah. the season right yeah see what see what happens in, in camp and everything but now it's just the countdown to camp I mean, you got rookie minicamp happening this weekend got some otas and some other uh mini camps happening but then it's really training camp yeah. end of july mm-hmm. where that's when you can like get into the mode <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, i'm interested in otas too i like otas a lot sometimes you get a yeah. couple we used to get a little bit of nuggets where who was in the front uh, right first first team like and the, stuff yeah like that. The, the the depth and depth chart and whatnot yeah yeah right we'll get a little, little some tidbits um and hoping that training camp is is in ashburn um because yes please and that way i think we'll be able to tr- really try to get out there and it just and seemed like at richmond it was so much hotter as opposed to Ashburn. <laughs> Every time I went to the one in Ashburn, it was like gloomy and yeah, it was perfect, perfect. Richmond is Richmond was very hot, and then <laughs> then then the fact that you have to drive down there and oh my goodness. and then it, it gets moved around because of weather. So, all right, man, I the draft is over. It just happened, you know. It just yes. it comes and goes so quickly, so but quick, it was fun though. It was fun, and I, I'll be completely honest with you. In these last couple of minutes, now I'll say. Thursday night, I was watching 2022 quarterback prospects. And I'm just going to be completely honest with you. I was. <laughs> and I've been watching them since then. <laughs> um, because it's, I, I'm not going to stop until it happens. But just for anyone who cares, uh, you've got the Sam Howell. You've got the Spencer Rattler, who I think ultimately would be the top two. But some names. And then Keaton Slovis, USC, is another. I think he's going to be up there. Some names to watch. I think Matt Corral from Ole Miss could really mm. catapult himself into the first early first round. Carson Strong, uh, Tyler Shuck, Texas Tech, JT Daniels, Brock Purdy, Malik Willis um, are some names to watch. We're keeping a close eye on the quarterback prospects this year mm. again because it's going to be the same thing. Right? Unless they make a trade, it'll be the same thing looking at it and saying, who can, who, uh, can any of these guys be our future? And exactly. like you said, they may be more willing to give it up, uh, give up what they have to give up to get them. So I think that's all I've got. Um, that's it for me, man. I hope that yeah. I haven't been doing like a lot of weird stuff because I, I, I have to get used to the being on yeah. the video. Same. same. <laughs> You've been good. I've been, I've been looking okay, at you. Yeah. Been, you haven't done much of anything. I've been moving a lot and like wiping my face and stuff. And <laughs> I already feel like I look kind of weird. I feel like I've, I've been too close to the camera this whole time, to be honest with you. Um, but okay. And then, uh, 
during this dead period, we'll do some film breakdown stuff. Look at some players from last year. Uh, I had an idea, Tay, and we could try this out to, I've also been watching back some games from last year, Washington games. Uh, we could do some videos where we, we watch a game back. They have condensed again. NFL game pass has condensed versions of the game. So mm. you can watch it all in like 40 minutes or less. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so sit here, watch the game back, and just like comment, laugh, that. remember that could be kind of fun, right? I'm down for that. I'm down <laughs> so for we that. can do that, and maybe try that here soon. And then next episode, we plan to look more in depth in the draft with the help of a draft expert, which is kind of an understatement. So get all that settled up. So uh, as always, you know, subscribe to everything uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're watching this, and. Um, Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening or however you're doing it. That's all I've got. And we will, we will not be taking these two week breaks anymore. It was just a, yeah. it was a lot going on with taking yeah. his tooth pulled. I was in the Deering, Georgia. <laughs> There's no reason for anyone to ever go to Deering, Georgia, <laughs> but I was in Deering, Georgia. And then I was in <laughs> Richmond. And so it's just been a lot of moving around, but now we're back and ready to attack this dead period with some hopefully enjoyable content. Um, all right. Until next week. This is Todd. This is Tay. Thank you for listening and watching. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.